Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Mates and Takes, a little old podcast here in Hamilton, New Zealand, sponsored very heavily by Nexus Magazine, and it's just three mates talking about pretty weird things, weird scenarios, weird content. I am one third of your host, Oliver, and I'm joined by my other counterparts, Cam and Liam. Two sixths of a host, Cam. Uh, yep, three twelfths. The other four twelfths. <laughs> Thanks for that. I am good. I did well on maths at school. <laughs> you got a calculator on your phone, don't you? We don't need that stuff. We don't need that anymore. Welcome in, guys. Really excited to be here. Um, why don't we just start with a little update? What, what do you guys? How's your week's been? Yep, good, good. Uh, playing through Fallout New Vegas for the thousandth time. Good game, that. Yep, you got to do your you got to do your NCR playthrough, your Caesar's Legion playthrough. You got to back yourself one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no offense, I don't think you'd do very well. In like a post-apocalyptic scenario, you'd do fine. You'd be like a, a, a court jester to like the um, leader of the <laughs> <laughs> underworld. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried that you no, wouldn't come make on, it bro. past. I'd be like using manure to like <laughs> to farm crops and shit. I'd be good, bro. I'd be all right. I think I'd be like um, Channing Tatum in The World's End, how he just becomes <laughs> like that guy's gimp. He's like, I'll just do whatever to stay alive. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How would you do? What would you do? You'd fucking live feed the whole thing. I'd, I'd be that. <laughs> I'd be that guy who's just got his dog and he's walking around with like a rifle over his back. What? No, you're, that's <laughs> no, like the that's main character of Fly. Yeah, you're not, like a, you're not, not you. like a hard cunt. <laughs> Guess I'm the main character. I don't know. That's so weird. Like yeah, that you say that. <laughs> Very cool. It's a great game. Cam, um, Cam, what have you been up to this week? Um, I have been researching ceaselessly for this episode and that's it that's all i do i wake up i grind 9 a.m grind 10 a.m hustle 11 a.m back on my bullshit on repeat until 5 p.m and i do a little bit more grinding and then 6 p.m i have dinner and then i go to sleep and then i wake up at 4 a.m and start the whole thing over again uh, Sigma male grind. <laughs> you should start speed running this potentially, and then, <laughs> then having more time for your, you know, friends and family and a social life. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, I guess I just I got nothing else going on, you know. So if this is all you got, this is all you're gonna, you know. It's like um, my plan B is my plan A. <laughs> if it if it means anything to you it certainly shows that you are pouring your whole entire life into this pod because you always come five third places in a row baby yeah but they are <laughs> they, they are so strong Stay doesn't doesn't like <laughs> three threes make the first <laughs> what yeah you're not good at maths <laughs> yeah oh cool beans guys good weeks good weeks yeah what have you been doing bro I have been falling further in love with Jack Harlow, I think. He is mm. just, he's on tour at the moment in the States. And yeah, I just, he is like, honestly, the, the funniest. Liam mentioned earlier, like he just, 
he's funny and he just like is not trying to be any kind of tough guy at all as a rapper. Absolutely. Like he does doesn't have an ego. <laughs> I mean he does, but like not in the traditional masculine sense. Funniest. Yeah. yeah fu- one of the funniest musicians I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And makes like decent enough music for you to you know, like Lil Dicky is I guess funny, but his music a bop here and there but not really whereas at least jack harlow has banger on banger on banger and then also he's likable on top like it's a nice combination yeah yeah little dicky's funny across the board jack harlow can do both yeah you know yeah little dicky's name is a, a fucking toilet humor joke you know that's about the depth of what we get there if you are potentially new to this show which if you are both welcome and shame on you for it taking this long we're into episode 11 the way the show works is each week we'll have a topic of discussion where we all go, go away, do our own research, and then come with our top three candidates for any kind of situation. So this week is a bit of an interesting one. We have the brief of going away and pulling the top three candidates who could be basically leader of the free world. Mm-hmm run the UN, run everything, I suppose. And the only people we can choose from are video game characters. Correct. And we just, we went a little bit further and we just said, pick video game characters and from video games that are like originally or like pretty much most well-known for video games. So rather than being able to kind of steal a few things here and there, for example, there's plenty of video games about superheroes and comic book characters. So we've excluded things like that. Yeah. Also no um, real world characters, which was a shame because on NBA Jam, I found Barack Obama with seven clutch. I thought that would be amazing. <laughs> um, you also could play Sarah Palin, Bill Clinton. Um, what was his name? Al Gore. I also found a Japanese game called, I think, Codename Steam, which is Abraham Lincoln pilots a mech and um fights aliens from outer space and i thought like a mech abraham lincoln would be a pretty good leader of the free world Definitely would. <laughs> but yeah so all um non-real people or people that we predominantly know from video games first and foremost correcto mundo is that a gang term i'm not sure actually it could be i gotta be careful mm-hmm. i'm pretty close to the streets it kind of bleeds into my linguistics sometimes. Okay. Linguistics. <laughs> I, su- I love that type of pasta. I suppose it's worth having a, a quick chit chat. What do we think makes a good leader or at least a good world leader? <laughs> what are the attributes, characteristics, stats? Like what do I care about personally? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if, if you had to like elect someone. How good are you in a fight? <laughs> but that's Interesting, not surprising. But runs true. <laughs> not surprising. Consistent. Luckily, Batman is a comic book character. Because <laughs> otherwise, he would have been first. Ticket although, although, He's real quick, real quick. Do you think Commissioner Gordon would be a better leader, like in a in a slight side? No, I'll tell you why. Okay, tell How, me. Why. He's been chief of police for like what ten years or some shit. Still a lot of crimes. <laughs> Still need a superhero. Some shit. Still a lot of crimes. He he probably has a far more well-rounded personality and lifestyle than Batman. Mm. You know, like Commissioner Gordon showers 
And I don't know if Batman gets time for showers, and that sounds like a very simplistic, small thing, but I think that shows a lot about you know definitely. how much time you have for for certain things. He yeah, probably definitely. has a fucking Tibetan breathing technique where he doesn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> he um, turns the glands off in his armpits. <laughs> yeah. uh, I. I mean, outside of this room, what I'm looking for in a leader is ideally not like a video game character. <laughs> <laughs> ideally real would be nice. Yeah. Um, but in this context, I guess like uh, experience of like decision making, let's say that. So if you have a game that's got lots of decisions to be made, that's a lot more interesting than, um, I don't know, no hate to Waluigi, but he's not doing too much in, in, the, in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> It's interesting you touched on the fact that it's a little bit harder using just video game characters because it's as if we have put this on hard difficulty. Mm, wow, video that's quite clever. Reference. Yeah, it, um, it's funny. You look for characteristics in a leader and sometimes you can just kind of point to, you know, you just say the name and sometimes you just be like, yeah, I mean, that guy kind of rings true as like a leadership type. I mean, you can always break it down, but... I'm looking for those kind of intangible, like mm. you can just tell if you put this person in a position, they would, you know, stand up to the task. Yeah. The good thing as well is like <clears throat> in recent history, we've had a lot of content around political characters. Like you've had Trump, Clinton, Bush, Obama, um, and you've had all of and because we like increasingly see more and more of these people's lives, you kind of can lean on almost any character and make, if you'd be like, there'd be a shit lady. Like, yeah, well, fucking Trump was president of the world basically for four years. Yeah. So what have you got to say? You know, yeah. like you're going to have a leg to stand on pretty much across the board. Luckily, the bar for us has been set fairly low. Very in, low. In recent times. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Angela Merkel. All right, Cam, I think you're pretty keen to get the ball rolling here. So why don't you bring in uh, candidate number one? Sure. So candidate number one is Lara Croft um, from the Tomb Raider franchise. Now, Lara Croft, or Laz, if, if she likes to be called. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Lazzie. Um, she is uh, sort of an adventure game character, mostly spends her time finding ancient artifacts and protecting them from nefarious villains. Now, I'll get out in front of it. There's quite a bit of a colonization thread to her just taking artifacts and being like, <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> Very English of her, you know? Like, have you yeah. ever noticed how the English are like, that's not theft, that's a museum. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. do we have it back, maybe? <laughs> um, but uh, nonetheless, she generally seems to be vindicated in her games because everyone else is doing it even worse. In terms of, like, experiences, she has defeated a god, the Sun Queen, I believe, who's, like, this immortal being who um, is just on a quest for world domination. And she beat her, so um, that's pretty cool, I guess. I've played that one. Is it good? It is very good. That's good. Fighting skills. Uh, <laughs> just going sh- to point to Liam's because I know that he's going to be about that. Um, she ranks pretty high. Um, she ranks it, like, I think the top what you can be for a human but then once you go into like supernatural realm she's just kind of still a human so she's like peak physical condition she's human she's like she doesn't have like very polished hand-to-hand combat but she's super resourceful and Mm. she can use like a whole range of weapons she is fucking strapped always Yeah, yeah she's super adaptable like the games themselves i don't know how deep we want to get into like criteria for these leaders but 
assassination attempts are real. That's a real thing. Yeah. And like sure. you cannot like if if the games are anything to go by, you just straight up cannot kill this woman. Yeah. Like she is so resilient. Definitely. Yeah. Um she also uh <coughs> excuse me. Because she also like predominantly is an I think she's an archaeologist or whatever it is, she protects historical artifacts. She'll have like a very wide knowledge base on history and so she'll be able to use that to guide and use as precedent for any policy making. Mm. Which I thought would be a pretty strong sort of thing. I also have decided to put a running mate beside each person, a little vice president candidate. Okay. Doesn't need to strengthen the claim. It's just a little schmutz. That's as very usual. Cool. So I've got Nathan Drake for her one. Just oh. I thought those two paired pretty easily. Yeah. Um, they just go together. I actually know fuck all about him, but I know that he's pretty much her, her but like a guy, and he's a wise cracking quip master or whatever. I didn't want him as the top, um, even though there's like argument that possibly he's like more powerful in terms of leadership and blah blah blah. Um, but he's just like casually murdered a lot of people, like yeah, a lot yeah. of people. And I believe after one of the games, it gives you like a kill count if you want to see it, and it's stupidly high. I so. will just say that those games run fairly parallel in terms of murder. Oh, okay. Lara cool. just... Yes, you yeah, you kill a to, lot of people in the heaps. Lara games yeah, as well. Yeah, a ton. Hmm. I don't like murder, but my next person hey. murders. <laughs> Good on you. You're all right. <laughs> yeah. You're all right in my books. I haven't liked murder for ages. Like, didn't even like it before its first album. I fucking I have not enjoyed murder... Before it was cool, mm. mm. way back, in the way, way back. In back in '93. <laughs> yeah, he's just leaning on the fact that he's older than both of us to be like, I didn't like murder for longer than you. No anyway, Lara Croft number three. Yes, she's a bit of a colonizer, but um, at the end of the day, like if we're talking about a world leader, uh, like the closest we've got at the moment is the Commonwealth. Anyway, so she's pretty much just running true with that. Stay British, bro, because the British is so great. <clears throat> She's a fantastic pick, super resilient, very resourceful. I think she could pull a lot of um, real-world experience. She's done a buttload of traveling, so she knows the world better than most, which I think is going to be important if you're in that position, dealing with different nations. She also comes from like an aristocratic family, right? Like very wealthy parents, so in terms of resources, just financial resources, because it costs a lot to run a campaign. She's going to be, she's going to come correct. Or if not, then she wants to have some fucking amulet or something. She'll be like, ah, just sell this to whoever the bad guy is for a few billion dollars. I'll be fine. She'll just steal the, um, <laughs> the, the election from the <laughs> other person and it's like elaborate. <laughs> yeah. Like Stalin. Stalin. grab. Yeah. Or Putin, rather. Oh, maybe not then. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. A really, really great number three on the list for Cam. Oh, thanks. Who is Lara Croft going up against, Liam, might I ask? Are we going reverse clockwise today? We always have. Yeah. Nope, never. Yeah, every <laughs> <Okay>. time. <laughs> no, we have not. We yes, always we have. Like we this. have. We've always every gone this way. Every single time okay, we've whatever. gone this way. I'm going <laughs> to have to go back and review the tapes. You don't watch the episodes, <laughs> yeah. bro. We don't. I can promise you it's this way. <laughs> um. So my number three is, let me just get his name correct. Oh, must be exotic. Stephen Armstrong from the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Oh. He's like, he's a senator, senator of Colorado, and he's also uh, already a presidential elective. So, like, he's tried and tested with, you know, experience running state-wise, but obviously also 
already elected, so he has the funding and the popularity to be a world leader. Also, he has enhanced superhuman strength <laughs> to the point where he can, like, he beat Raiden's ass with his bare hands. <laughs> Who's Raiden? Uh, bro, people, people who play Metal Gear Solid are, like, flipping out right now. Josh Lapine yeah. is now going to, like, put my... <laughs> oh, that forehead is strong as fuck. Yeah, bro. He's rock like, solid chin. He's rock like solid everything. extremely buff and <laughs> is like <laughs> also the head of a um, manufacturing company. So he's got he's bankrolled. He's he's got money behind him. He's yeah. I mean he's a businessman. He's a strong number three. He's a strong number three. Mm. It is just now occurring to me that I haven't picked a single character that has actual any real experience. In politics whatsoever. This guy's packed, picked Pac-Man, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> and Link. <laughs> Far off. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous now. I think that uh, that pick makes... I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> that pick makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, could I potentially push back with, I don't trust his face? <laughs> That's sure, a, bro, whatever. Is he good in the games? No. Oh. Oh, hang on. Oh. Should that be taken into account? I don't think so. What, do you think do you, there's a lot of nefarious world leaders in real life? Are you checking up and go, hey, is this guy good? Is this guy good? Having said that, that's not like we're like, well, we know the Taliban's bad, but <laughs> is this guy good? Like, no, no I'm talking about like I'm talking about like US prisons and shit. Yeah, house of cards type situation. I get what you mean. There's always some fishy shit going on in yeah, the background. He's obviously just outrightly evil. <laughs> <laughs> what are his ambitions uh, in the game? He's like, he's kind of like a Donald Trump before Donald Trump was a thing. He's like, wants to bring back the American dream and stuff. Okay, so we know it can be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's his manufacturing company? I don't know. Wall materials? Press and laser? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, he's good, man. He's got a nice clean cut. He looks good in a suit. He's got a bum chin, which I think s somehow makes him a better candidate. He uh, kind of looks like a fat um, Peyton Manning. Yeah, a little bit, eh? Like a, yeah, like a visually fat, impaired, old massive Peyton. head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put a normal NFL helmet on it. I'm pretty sure as well, he's pretty good at throwing bombs from distance. So it'll run true. So we're good. So in the game, is he is he like a physical brawler? Is that yeah, like yeah yeah he he he's the last boss you fight. Oh wow! Yeah, and he like almost defeats the main character, but then you know plot. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So he deserves to beat the main character, but because you're the main character, you win. <laughs> I don't know if he deserves to, and he's evil. So I guess he deserves. I think he deserves to lose. Right. I think Cam's saying like deserves, and like he was just a stronger guy potentially. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's yeah, the favourite. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. I guess that's the thing to take into account, right, is that whilst we're taking this elite or this candidate out of their world, we're actually keeping everything else about our world still the same. So it's not like you have to worry about, I don't know, again, just Bowser, for example, yeah, being like in this world he, or like an alien invasion. Like, it's yeah, still day-to-day yeah. <laughs> -day minutia that like we have to we, worry about. Like we mentioned with Lara Croft, no one is assassinating this guy. Mm. Mm. Very good and if it me. were to come to, like, if anyone wants to take this outside... You know what I mean? I feel and like you could shoot that guy's head and it would just bounce off. It's yeah. a pretty big dome. It's got its own gravitational pull. 
And by the sounds of his outward evilness, there might be a couple of attempts as well. Mm. Like someone might roll the dice. Maybe. Mm. Far yeah. out. Wow. This could be a violent world. A brave new world. I would just be scared to be in a debate against that guy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he's pretty keen to fight very quickly. <laughs> I disagree. Well, fuck you. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll fight you now, but you got to wait till the last level. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. O. Very cool. Both very strong candidates. I want you guys to think back to waking up on a beautiful misty morning in Pallet Town, getting up, your mum fussing over your lunch because she knows you're leaving and she probably will never see you again for the rest of her life. And you run off down to the neighbouring town and you go to the Pokemon uh, Centre slash wherever it is, Pokemon Lab, Rotori. And there's this guy there called Professor Oak who holds your hand for the first time and gives you a little Pokemon. Well, I think that guy is super cool. And he's so nice. He's also a professor. So he's like a genius, right? I think we need intelligent people to be on these podiums delivering these speeches. He also cares deeply about Pokemon. And his big thing is... He wants Pokemon and humans to coexist and it's been his life mission and it's what he's put all his attention and resources into. If I just told him, hey, take the species thing out, just do humans, just make humans get along, I reckon he'd be like, oh, that's easier. Oh, I don't have to worry about like fire-breathing Pokemon like in the mix. Oh, it's just humans, man. Let's do it. Now, he has been like, Described as like pretty forgetful or something. I forget. I'm still like research. <laughs> yeah, I think he like he either like falls asleep a bit or like there is some aspect to his character that is maybe not super ideal. I think it's just to make him seem a bit more playful. Um, but the the dude is, um, granted he's he's really intelligent in a very specific <laughs> field. <laughs> What would that feel be? Just to be quite you specific know, like about Pokemon. It. Yeah, I just feel mm. like they'd so be like, "So, what do you? What is your expertise?" And he goes, "Ah, Pokemon." <laughs> and he goes, I think "That doesn't exist." He goes, oh, "I'm actually really good at that." So, if you take away the Pokemon, how easy is this human <laughs> thing going to be? And they're like, "Well, no, you've got no specialty in that." <laughs> it, I get what you're saying. It's like they go like to a zoologist and they go, "So." <laughs> So what do we do about people? And they go, what? <laughs> I don't know. Put them in cages. <laughs> put them in a bunch of different enclosures and have people walk through and pay money to go look at them. Well, <laughs> That's his idea. Actually, Professor would say put them in mini balls. Small balls. <laughs> put them in very small balls. Do you have further points? I'd rather hear what you have to say because I don't know if you could see, but Cam was cracking his knuckles, as I said, Professor. And I just, I just want the record to show. I think it's important. Cam was ready for this pick because I told him because there was some back and forth earlier in the week and I thought I couldn't pick Professor Oak initially. So I was like, ah, I told him about it. So the bro was prepped to crush me on this. So take it away. Okay, first of all, he sends Ash off on his way to fuck his mom. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Ash to fuck his mom? No, he sends Ash out his way. Sorry, <laughs> pronoun ambiguity. <laughs> sends Ash on his way around the world to fuck Ash's mom. Professor Oak. That is just like slander what happens no <laughs> okay this is this is my next question this is just a conspiracy theory backed up by some guy <laughs> on youtube was like forty five thousand oh, yeah, views this guy's had some prep time 
Okay, so the Pokemon War occurred prior to Red and Blue occurring, right? It's ambiguous as to when, but there is, and there's very few parents. In fact, anytime there is, like, oh, rather men, which it's uh, implied that all of these men went and served for their country oh or whatever God. in a Pokemon versus human battle. It You're is gonna... unsure who the bad guys are in this, though, to be clear. So maybe the Pokemon were the good guys, and the, we don't know who, who the, the baddies are and who were fighting the good fight. But there is an argument that Oak is sending all of these children around the world to collect Pokeballs and Pokemon so that he is coming correct when the next war happens. By extension, he is raising child soldiers. <laughs> All of the kids he sends out, they're all kids. They're all like 15 and younger. Ash is 11, red is 10, blue I think is 10, 12. They're all really young and he's like, go get me, militia. That's what he's doing. They're all, they are all like fighting. Also, he runs like an interspecies Michael Vick dog fighting comp. That's what Pokemon is. You throw a Pokemon out and then it starts fighting another Pokemon until it gets hurt. That's just dog fighting. That's not good. I'll say they don't they don't get hurt. They just get tired. That's all, <laughs> that's all that happens in the show. So they just get tired. Right. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. I take it back. They they I just think so. and, and there's no there's no build up of trauma. Like these Pokemon don't like come out of the Pokemon Center. Yeah, they're like, all rattled. Oh, they're, they're like, they're like oh, I was built born for this shit. Uh, don't they? They always have a stutter. Pick pick up pick up pick Pikachu. <laughs> I think it's I think an interesting. Um, thing that could be explored is like if this guy has any knowledge about pokeballs and how they like shrink huge things down into the size <laughs> of like this it could be like useful technology for the real world yeah oh yeah such as i don't know i'm sure like shrinking like massive objects that like just think about like you could store what you can store in a cargo ship Imagine if you could like Amazing. shrink down a whole room to the size of a pokeball put that and then you could store all of those in mm. one ship you mm. could have it's a very good, useful ability. A lot of that happens in Dragon Ball Z, I think. Don't they have a little capsule? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck it. Yeah. That's right. So, um, yeah, that was just my thoughts around Pokemon. Was sh shocking that you that you had all those thoughts, <coughs> Prep Professor Oak. He he seems like he's probably all good, but there was a little thing around where it was like eh, he might also be a little bit of a Joseph Coney. Coney twenty twelve, man. Never forget. Oof, that was a big month for everyone. It was indeed. We gave a fuck about child soldiers for one month. And then the guy who was running yeah. it like, had a mental he breakdown. Had a mental breakdown. Do you remember that? No. Nah. He took his clothes off, started jumping on bollards and masturbating in public in like the streets of um uh his candidate's city, I'm pretty sure, Colorado. Oh well if that if that were <laughs> that's what constitutes as a mental breakdown. I Just mean, a chill guy had <laughs> that's one a of those Tuesday. on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Well that you know, that was my number three. I think I knew because you, both you guys knew about it beforehand that I couldn't put yeah, it much higher. Uh, but I still, I still wanted to put him in there. So there he is. I think it is a good point that, like as you say, his name is Professor Oak, and so he's a professor, so he's smart. But beyond that, he doesn't exactly inspire too much confidence, does he? Like he's not exactly extremely. I guess he is kind of convincing a whole bunch of kids to just leave home. That is pretty like Pied Piper of him, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's all of them are under the legal voting age, though. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's not him. Like it's the entire world is yeah, designed. they're like celebrated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like it's like the peak. It's like you want to become the Pokemon champion. So mm. he's just like a cog in the whole kind of operation of it all. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's a strong pick. Let's uh, let's actually um, raise the temperature a little bit here, and let's move to number two picks. Cam, who is stepping in? Uh, Master Chief from Halo, or John One Seventeen. Yeah, Spartan One One Seven. Thank you. Um, first off, uh, I don't know if this is like public knowledge. <clears throat> to be clear, I'm not much of a gamer girl, so all of this is pretty new to me. But um, he's six foot ten and 130 kilos without any armor on, which makes him heavier than AD in the same height, just for <laughs> comparison. Well, you know, he's like, um, <coughs> like, like a super soldier. Yeah, he's been like artificially like when he changed. was born, he was a head taller than all of the kids in his um conscription. So he's he's always been big, basically. but like but like if you look at the Spartans, all of the yeah Spartans they are, are all huge, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> by extension, oh my god, <coughs> this guy's allergic to Halo. Excuse me, uh, in Haloing. Um, so uh, he also is connected to AI, so he's got a supercomputer in his brain. Now I know that there is a little bit of shit around why like those are a bit squirrely, but at the end of the Major, day, he majorly so. Far. That's like Halo Five. <laughs> He survived Halo thus far, you know, so he's still trucking. And no, she, she almost <laughs> killed him. Yeah, yeah, but did she? Nope. Uh, and also that guy's, his guy lost in his last battle, so. Yeah. It's either Halo 4 or 5 where, like, Master Chief just goes off the grid completely just to chase down Cortana. Mm. So he could get distracted. Not defeated, yeah. potentially distracted. Yeah, he does but seem a bit of a one-track man. If we're taking Master Chief, putting him in this world... Cortana. Or does he want Cortana to come with? It's I don't it's know. How does it AI, work? It's, like AI, it's the yeah. AI in the back of his helmet. Yeah. So it's in the back of their head. It's connected to their brain. Like it's injected into their brain. Is it? Yeah. There's like a almost like a hitman sort of Agent 47 like barcode there. And um, that's where the Cortana thing is. And then it's also, yeah, and then it kind of that links into their suit. Um, Man, we need Josh Noyan on the pod for just like fact-checking just with his brain. That I was at, like, I was hours. at five in the morning on Wiki, <laughs> the Halo Wiki. The, yeah, what, uh, And Steen's nodding. He's like, yeah, he's correct. He's fact-checking for me. Um, there are also moments, so, like, I think a pretty strong argument against him is that he's just kind of like a foot soldier in the grand scheme of things, but there are pretty um, frequent moments where he directly goes against orders for what he perceives to be the greater good, and generally speaking, as he is, like, the hero those greater goods are moral decisions that most of us would agree with as a protagonist. Um, what else? He he kind of, like, is pretty bitter towards his, what do you call them, like, the brigade or his inferiors. Like, he finds them kind of annoying, but nonetheless, he still is extremely loyal to them and will still go into battle with them frequently. And he's just good. Is he annoyed by them? Like, I think there's just, like, a few lines where it's just, like, they're kind of incompetent or he finds that their, like, rule following can get frustrating because he's constantly fighting against this tide of, like, just, uh, what do you call it, like, cogs in the machine. Yeah, but, yeah, he's also just, like, a battle-hardened intergalactic war hero. He's, like, a, he's like a genius um, battle strategist and, like, just, like, marksman. Like, you would want him in any military action. But outside of that, I fail to see, like, too much redeeming things. Like, mm. he he's just, like, in a war, yeah. Like, that is maybe the video game character you would want mm. making decisions being on the front line. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, uh, like, there would be, like, hey, what are we going to do about this health care? Yeah. He'd be, like, 
shove it up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd definitely lean on the Republican side of like hard right conservative. Like, there's no way that guy's like trans rights. <laughs> he <laughs> he'd fucking he, care about that. He'd be like, my house, my gun, my <laughs> rules. You know, like. <laughs> Um, all I will say is that uh, yeah, this dude's probably transphobic. He, <laughs> he, uh, whilst all of that is very possibly true, he also probably is wise enough to understand that he'll just hire like a very good group of delegates around him. <laughs> that's just gonna be my squirrely politician's answer. Because <laughs> that's what they always do. It's like whack a mole, you know. You try and get them, and they just like bop their head out, and they're just bob and weaving the whole time, answering with another question. I think I had one more point. Hang on, let me just check. No, not Try allowed. It. Lean, my my house, on. my rules. How do you feel about Master Chief? Could he bring... Yeah, I get what you're saying, where you're like, oh. he wouldn't know much about politics, but like, yeah, Cam says, you have, just have a team of specialists that you just go back and... There is also one final point, is when he's in his um, training, military training, uh, his like, what are they called? Doctor whatever. The guy who like creates them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are talking about him and they're like, he might be the luckiest person we've ever seen. And I think being lucky in politics is pretty important. And they like almost comment on it being borderline a superpower. <laughs> and they're just like, fuck, this guy's lucky all the time. And things just seem to fall his way. That's, that's more like plot armor that we've kind of discussed before. It's like, yeah, to make the video games exciting and interesting, you have to put this dude in situations where he really shouldn't survive. Sure, but if it's in a cutscene, then I'm kind of like, oh, that's okay, because they've made the cutscene where you don't even decide anything, and they're like, we're still going to hammer home this point that he's lucky. <laughs> it's not like he luckily dodges bullets. It's like, they're like, man, this guy never gets food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, fair enough. That is a, like almost a superpower. Like you say, luck is like so important. Here's my question. Especially in video games. I don't know if I'm going to be able to vote for someone if I never see their face, right? Mm. We don't know if this guy's got a face for politics because we've never seen his face. Mm. Not once. And I don't even know if he's comfortable taking off the helmet in front of them. In fact, I don't know what these Spartans look like under the helmets. Did Halo Reach have their characters with helmets off in some cutscenes? Oh, no. There, I think there Not is. The Spartans. In Halo 5, there's a Spartan that chases down Master Chief, and I'm almost certain you see him without his helmet on. They just got kind of kind of almost like cyber kinetic stuff around them. I mean, I'd have a pretty big problem if my presidential elect was like his last name was a number. Um, I also, his running mate, uh, I've got another battle-hardened criminal. Um, not well, not criminal, sorry. Yeah. Battle-hardened warrior. CJ from <laughs> Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for a little bit of streetwise action. My oh. man comes from the bottom up. He knows what it's like to grind his way through the ghetto and become a kingpin. Come on, bro. You're going to have the Arbiter if you're going to have Master Chief. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I thought they'd go well together. And also he'd get like, because there's no way Master Chief, like you said, he's very possibly pretty regressive. I don't think he's getting the black vote. So I was like, CJ, come in here. <laughs> we got to pick up more and more votes. He's not getting any of the women vote. No. No, that's sure. No. Uh, really, really great guy to try and drive a warthog. <laughs> if you ever need someone to drive a warthog, hijack a ghost. Oh yeah, throw a like sticky Danny bomb. Phantom. Yeah, sticky bomb into a crowd of grunts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's f he's fantastic. He, yeah. Another one that's indestructible to assassination yeah. teams. All right, Liam, who is Master Chief going up against in the debate chamber where they're kind of throwing banana skins at each other and stuff? Yeah, well, Donkey Kong. <laughs> My number two was Cortana 
So, oh, I was sitting on the couch next to Liam today. We kind of hung out all day. It was real cool. Um, we're brothers. No big deal. We're and brothers. I was I was looking up characters, and Cortana came across my thing, and I I strongly thought about it, but I stopped for one reason. But you go, you do your thing. All I'm thinking is. 24-7, round the clock, doesn't have to eat, sleep, can't be assassinated. In our world, there's no way of, like, there's no alien tech to, like, infect her or mm. get her. She's, like, invulnerable. She's, like, super intelligent AI. She has the, the best military strategies. She's based off the woman who created the Spartan program, so she has, like... She might not be, like, fully human in the way that she can, like, think about things, but she has human tendencies. Mm. Yeah, that's my argument. Stay ready. You don't got to get ready 24-7. Yeah. So Cortana has, like, a lifespan of an AI, and I I forget how long it is. Yeah. And, like, if... Like, seven years. And if you, like, if you do Two not times. terminate it, it will like it'll turn real ugly. Like she'll go off the grid, and it could cause some serious problems. So you have to ask yourself: if you don't have the alien tech, and we uh, we've got her on world, the only thing is the military. I guess they wouldn't know. I don't know. They, I guess they wouldn't know that she could turn ugly. But like you wouldn't. Here's the thing: if you didn't know, you'd have to trust the fact that she would terminate herself at the end of the seven years instead of potentially going haywire. Otherwise, she could cause some serious issues. And no one would be able to do anything about it. Yeah. So there's just that one little, like... Why she's my number two. Yeah, fair enough. I guess she's a supercomputer, right? So she can just find the historical, like, moral answer to every single thing within the second. Like, she can download everything. So I can't really argue around, like, ethics. I can't argue against a a supercomputer. Well... This must be what it's like to go against me all week. (laughs) It's kind of... (laughs) It's kind of, oh, human laugh. It's kind of it's kind of like the 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 like what would happen if a computer ran the world, right? I mean, we're going to find out with Cortana, yeah, and we'll yeah. see whether that um, works out for the better. You know, it could be a situation where she's just like no smoking and no drinking, yeah, or, or no swearing, yeah, or swearing. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's like, "Yep, no, that's bad for you. You're not allowed to." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's gone, Quite like tyrannical. Oh, potato chips. Yeah, you know that. You know what was in those, you fucking mm. idiots? No, we're not making it anymore. Yeah. An iRobot a computer tries to take over the world and it doesn't go so hot. But that's a different computer. But still, it's a computer. Two. Have you guys seen Her? The movie where Hakeem Phoenix falls in love I with his Siri. Oh. He falls in love with his computer and it's like, it's fucking good. It's really like intimate and sweet and like quite wholesome. But also he falls in love with his computer. Also, how long before Cortana is going to be like, why the fuck am I doing this? This is not difficult for me at all. This is not even a thing that stimulates me. She's got no real like desire to do it, right? Like if she's a well, she's programmed to like look after. <laughs> she's with her, her interest is like looking after the human race. Right. Also like she would most likely advance our civilization like leaps and bounds like we might be able to start some serious interstellar like essentially if we brought cortana we might get up to speed of where we find ourselves what is in it, the 25 2554 or, or something whatever like when halo set whatever space tech they have in halo you can just assume she has yeah. the schematics yeah, for it. so she's right. just like instant like into 
interstellar travel like you got mm. that boom now you said irobot i would say but then you've got the terminator series so mm. there are instances where the, yeah. the robots do a pretty good job of fucking it up fucking it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah skynet is not good yeah i kind of feel like if cortana came here you'd actually if it's any movie series probably the matrix is the most likely where she'd just be like no all of you guys become batteries. Like, that's all you guys are good for. You stay happy and docile, and I'll just feed off your whatever forever. Yeah, I mean, like, she... Technically, she would have potentially the same... I would assume, like, impact on the human race in the Halo series. Like, she could potentially, like, do some pretty crazy shit there as well. And she never does, and she never attempts to until she goes a bit haywire. But then I can't remember exactly what her motives are. It's more like she's just going nuts and, like... The um the Microsoft version of Siri is called Cortana and it's a fucking pile of dog shit. So our real world Cortana right now is pretty fucking trash. So real world current applicability is doo doo. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on this whole little your kind of counterpart when you go through a video game. And I'm also gonna jump off of you mentioning Crash Bandicoot early. Uh, and my number two candidate is Aku Aku. The Crash Bandicoot mask. <laughs> shout out, Tim. Also, I'd just like to make a quick shout out because I always forget to do this. But our previous episode was um, actually the idea was given to me by Kit, Kitty D, longtime long friend and uh, listener of the pod, lover of the pod. Friend of the pod. Big friend of the pod. So I just want to shout him out, um, Kitty D. Love you, mate. Yeah, I'm going with Aku Aku, the mask. So he is like... He's a powerful shaman back in the day who um, managed to get, like, his spirit and consciousness, um, like, attached to this mask. And thanks to that, he is immortal. So that's why I've picked him. He is immortal. He can just be the leader and he can continue to be the leader. I think he's, like, a great candidate. So there's no reason why we just keep him on forever. <laughs> He'll never die, which uh, is good. It's great. I think it's a it's a great thing. Is it? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, if he's good. If he's good. So let's say... But if not, he's an immortal dictator. Exactly. And also, let's say... But he's say, good. Okay. But also, All let's right. say like... I can um, say that about yeah. any of your guys. It's Take like, your word for it. Let's say... Let's say um, look, irrespective of your own political leanings, let's just use her as an example. Let's say Jacinda Ardern, you... Uh, pretend you just agree with all of her policies and you think she's the greatest. If she ran next time going, my main policy is I'm going to try and live forever. You'd be like, I'm not voting for you. What the fuck are you talking about? That's a terrible idea. I'm not going to vote for someone who wants to live forever. It's not that he wants to live forever. He just can. Okay, so. what if she was like, I can live forever, so you should vote for me forever. It's not a good idea. You don't want to have the same person all the time. You want to have a, uh, what's it called? A heterogeneity of ideas throughout history. You have more than one person contributing to the table. You don't just want to have I one person. I guess we like, could say that the best. he won't always be elected, but he'll always be running. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He'll have a wealth of experience from a lot, a thousand lifetimes. I'll yeah. tell you what. Having Aku Aku around just raises the basement of any election ever because the worst that could happen is he gets elected again and he is a good candidate. He's great because he's a father figure in the games. He's really genius smart because he was this powerful shaman. And he has so much experience in saving the world. He's done it so many times with Crash Bandicoot. He's also like one of the few people that can understand and translate for Crash. So 
I'm going to say that that then means he can understand all languages. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If he's so smart, why does he commit his whole life to looking after a fox? <clears throat> because that fox who just spins around and hits cardboard boxes all the time and runs through like temple run situations. Because that fox literally like saves the world every time. He's like, but which comes first, chicken or egg? Like, does Aku Aku pick Crash, and so Crash has the capacity to do that, or does Crash have the capacity to save the world, so Aku Aku leeches on that? Well, because either way, that's kind of a lose lose. You could win the Crash Bandicoot games without ever breaking an Aku Aku box if you wanted to, if you're good enough. So yeah, which Crash one? Crash first. Then so then Aku Aku can't be better than Crash. Crash is better than Aku Aku. Aku Aku needs Crash, not as, the other way around. Yeah, as a video game character, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But what I'm saying is he picked, he he empower, he made the great decision of empowering Crash because Crash is the best hero that game has. That really I'm has. just worried he'd be like an amazing vice president like Al Gore, but he just can't do the job himself and he'd make a whole bunch of inconvenient truth documentaries and you kind of find him boring. Well, it's funny you mention that because one of your VPs... Um, I have completely switched around, and I think you made a huge mistake. But we'll, we'll go into that a bit later with my <laughs> number one pick. <laughs> oh, CJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty solid pick. He looks funny. Yeah. It's hard to pick a floating mask. If you if you find seeing a human, uh, what do you say, a Spartan's head hard to vote for, I'd find a piece of wood that's just painted, like looking like Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, pretty hard to vote for. <laughs> well, at least I can see his face, you know. he's uh, He's got a beautiful mug. You could also put him on people and they would become like, you know, um, like good mask. for one hit. <laughs> so that's pretty handy. <laughs> In the debate, he's just like, come over here. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, not yeah, bad. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic <laughs> father figure, which I think is a good little... Uh, that translates well to being a leader, in my opinion. Man of the people. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. sure. Um, before we go any further... You might notice that Liam and I are looking more dashing than usual. Uh, yeah, get a get a little get a load of that. Um, well, that's thanks to Tim Pish TP Tim Pish here. Is that what his brand's called? Tim Pish here. Yeah, he is a Hamilton boy uh, who has his own barber studio uh, actually in town, tucked away near Needle and Hay. I think that's the place that's close to and. Um, yeah, like you can follow the page on Instagram. You can just book through him. Uh, he does the blurriest of fades. You just take him anything you want, magazine clippings, a photo of anything, and he'll make it happen. Um, we did the same for Liam this morning. We just showed a picture of this dude, and Liam came out looking like him. So Liam and I look exactly the same right now. Just like exactly <coughs> what you want. No wait time. Cool space, nice guy. Yeah, you need to see the page to see the space. It's like insane. Yeah, and um, gives you a hot towel afterwards every time. <laughs> Fucking sick, man. Just a great guy. Yeah. Also, can I just quickly can I address the elephant in the room? D don't call him that. He's like been trying to lose weight for ages. He's our producer. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? He's a sexy son of a gun. Steen, you're a sexy son of a gun. Don't let him tell you anything different. Steen's this beautiful, gangly man. I would never say that shit. <laughs> It's gangrene man <laughs> what gangly uh mm. liam dunn is trying to grow a mustache and come for my spot and listen it wouldn't bother me if it wasn't for the fact that we look pretty similar and he's pretty handsome and the mustache was like the only thing i had going for me so are you talking about are you talking about that yeah 
I thought you just had some salad still stuck on your oh, lip from lunchtime. Got him. <laughs> I don't eat salad. Yuck. Booga booga. Spongebob reference. He's going to be like, salad isn't brown, man. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> no, you can tell the people at home why you have it. What? You can tell the people. Yeah, just a favor. Yeah, his his girlfriend, Emma Jo, like... Every time Liam goes to shave, she's like, please keep the mustache. Please oh. keep the mustache. So he's he's giving her like a week in heaven, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Um Yeah, whatever. I don't know, man. <laughs> Are you gonna do you think you'll keep it for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Looks good. It does look good. It, it does look yeah. good. Have we we've all got mustaches right now, right? Temporarily, yeah, for now. Oh well, well are you thinking of I'm always thinking, bro, I'm always on the go, you know? One day I'll wake up and I'll be like, this is just hair, goodbye. That's yeah. what happened to the top. That's what happened to your armpits. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Shaves his armpits. Don't know so do anyway. I. I shave one armpit. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Do you yeah, shave your armpits? Yep. I shave one. Who the and fuck he wants shaves my armpits? other one and I shave his other one. Who the fuck notices hairy armpits? Me, bro. It's for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's for me. No, you move I, faster. I mean, like, as in you, how do you even notice? How do you even, like... You move faster. Do you like ever, a lot faster. What, do you not take your t-shirt off ever? Like, you can walk past the mirror? Yeah. I can't like s- I can't even really see into my armpits unless I go looking. That's so, mm. so like I don't I wouldn't know if there's stuff on the bottom of my shirt like my feet unless I looked. Right, armpits are the same. What? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It's a ridiculous argument. <laughs> Thank God this wasn't like top three worst places to have hair. You'd be dead last in this. You think you fucking know a guy? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I got really hairy feet, guys. I don't. Yeah, really hairy. Um, who's what? Who's going? Should we slide them <laughs> into number the one? Hell? Yeah, Cam, bring it, bring it on home, baby. Princess Peach, bro. Oh, I looked at that. Princess oh. Peach, Mushroom Kingdom. Now, here's my opening point. Mushroom Kingdom is always clean, and there is not a single pothole in Mario Kart ever. That, like, city's infrastructure is so solid. Point number two. The Mushroom Kingdom looks after toads, booze, a racial slur for Italian people, um some other type of people. What else? Mushrooms or some shit? I can't remember. But anyway, they look after like six different demographics and that's pretty diverse for a video six. game. Six, wow. For a video game, that's pretty diverse. You could extrapolate that out pretty comfortably. And that's just in one small kingdom as well. And um, seems all right. Seems to be doing a pretty good job. They seem to coexist pretty well. They all play golf happily. You think she does a good job? Yeah, I do. And... <laughs> Uh, also, oh, no. there's a lot of talk around how she's always getting kidnapped, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's a lot of talk about how she's always getting kidnapped. But she's not a damsel in distress. She uh, constantly, every time you go to save her, she's always like trying to send out information for you. She's always trying to get herself out herself, but she can't. You have to go and save her. And we're picking her out of that world where <laughs> there's a whole bunch of castles to put her in and putting her into our world where there's not so many castles. Also, her running mate, by the way, is Agent 47. So she's finally got a bodyguard, um, which is going to help her a lot. Then we have two seconds. I was pretty prepared. One, two. Okay, she's been leader of the Mushroom Kingdom for 36 years, and so she's vastly experienced. Um, and due to the variety of the Mario franchise game settings, her, extre- uh, her experiences are also extremely varied. She's played golf, surfing, go-karting. <laughs> so she's got her leisure down. She's also, I'm pretty sure, been in space. She's been in probably a dungeon a bunch of times. Um, also, when she is uh, kidnapped, every single time she's kidnapped, the kingdom still runs pretty all good. 
So the, the her kidnappings don't affect the kingdom's socioeconomic policy. So clearly she has set in like a robust set of policy that don't rely on a monarch. Or she doesn't really do that much. She also has special abilities, including psych bomb, which would help if ever going into war. She has telepathy, which would help in diplomacy. And she has a superpower named therapy, which would help in social welfare. Did you say telepathy would help in diplomacy? So she can read my mind. Mm. That's like, I thought people got really mad when they found out the government was spying on their emails. What if the government was reading your fucking mind? That's she doesn't terrible. need to tell anyone that, you know? This is just happening in the background. Yeah, she'll be in an argument. She'll be in a debate with, <clears throat> I don't know, whoever yours is. And uh, right before he's about to make an argument, she'll be like, and I know what you're thinking. And then she'll say that and they're like, God damn, she is fast. She is experienced. She is she, fast. She'll be like, I know you're lying. And you'll be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> She's just never going to admit it. And know? my candidate has pooed their pants. <laughs> <laughs> How did she know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, oh, that's right. Cooper Troopers. That's the other. She's also in a unilateral monarchy, which, um, again, the closest that you can get for a free world here is the Commonwealth. And so we currently have that, basically. The, our current agreed upon, like, leader or the closest you can get for a commonwealth is the queen and so it'll be the closest sort of shift across right as a leader mm. big thing is like your campaign is about addressing what the biggest issues or problems are in your world right so a huge thing is like you have to be adaptable and you have to be able to um, basically address those so in her world, what would you say their number one issue is? Plumber rights. Her getting kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And she has never once found a solution where I would argue you probably could. Like if Mario, like I would just hire Mario to be around all the time. I would do some stuff and she just ignores that huge problem. But she doesn't need to ever address it because Mario always saves her. So she doesn't need him on a payroll. She gives him a cake. Like, that's her reward. She's just like, you're an unpaid intern that will do this whenever you need to. That's perfect. If she has him always on retainer, like a lawyer, you know, a, a lawyer's like, yeah, my retainer's 30 grand an hour. you got to always be paying that lawyer if some bad shit happens. Mario's like, it's a me. I'll do it for free. Like, the all the time. The only problem is you're losing your leader for however long it takes the average gamer to control Mario to bring her back. So you could go months, years without having your world leader at home. And if you're like, well, it doesn't matter because everything's fine, well, then she can't be that important for their world. I don't think any leader is that important. They're all just puppets anyway, but they all have like a whole bunch of policy that says them up. Imagine if every day the world leader just had a to-do list and if they didn't get it done, the world would fall to shit. That's of course not how it happens. If you have to like, what if someone has to have a kid and so they have to take like parental leave for whatever, you know? Okay, that I... You'd have policy all set up. You're good to go. I get what you're saying, right? But here's my thing. If uh, if in the lead up to the campaign, Peach kept getting kidnapped for whatever reason, like if, if we're talking about Master Chief being lucky, Peach obviously has like a tendency to be kidnapped mm -hmm. on the same level. Mm. I can't vote for someone if I'm terrified they're going to get kidnapped every time they're like anywhere. <laughs> so I would just be like, hey, listen, I love all your policies. You you know the people. You're very charming. You seem to know exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's a little scary. I just kind of help, but but notice that you've been kidnapped three times on this one tour of, you know. The thing is, I think that, like, much like um, 
eating meatballs and spaghetti when you're a kid. I think getting kidnapped happens a lot more in fiction than it does in the real world. Like, I don't know any world leader recently that got, I actually know that's not true. The Pakistan prime minister got kidnapped like a decade ago or so. But anyway, besides that, it doesn't happen that often. Right, okay, (coughs) but telepathy doesn't happen in the real world, right? So if you want to strip away her tendency of getting kidnapped, then you need to take away everything else that doesn't exist in this world. So I can take away her telepathy, yeah? I'll take away her psych bomb and therapy. I don't care. She's got 34 years of experience in a world that is, like, pristine. The Mushroom Kingdom is pristine. And clearly, like, their socioeconomy is pretty well set up because you can just leisurely play golf all the time. You can just... And they've got so many golf courses. They're always well set up. They're pretty simple. They're user-friendly. They're accessible. They're also all, like, affordable, a St. Andrew's golf course membership is like, what, 700 bucks a year? How much is a Super Mario golf game? 50 bucks? 80 I, bucks? I just think unlimited truffles plays. are hella profitable. Yeah. I just think we can't pick and choose these people's characteristics when they translate to the real world. But I'll, t- I'll take or lose all of them. I don't care. I think you'll have still to take solid. them because like, I remember looking at her as well and just being like, oh, well, I can't. She's terrible. She gets kidnapped all the time. Yeah, but you, 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 know, you stopped there. You know, that would be like if you looked at a cake, you're like, oh, I can't make this cake. I hate the taste of flour. Go a bit further, man, and combine no, the I ingredients. No, I can't eat this cake. It'll give me diarrhea. <laughs> you know, like Princess Peach, she clearly leads the Mushroom Kingdom very well. Also, like a massive thing in New Zealand at the moment is there's a real lack in like trades and we're really struggling to get our trades sort of, you know, people not finding them overly desirable. And so you've got a lot of people going into tertiary study and that's why your trades are now paying a lot higher because there's a high demand for them. She clearly cares a lot about plumbing, like a lot. She gives Mario heaps of unpaid <laughs> labor. <laughs> she gives him heaps. So she's out there looking for the little man as well, literally and figuratively. That's a very good point. Um, she's got the experience. She's got the experience. She's uh, very kind. You know, Bowser is a bad guy. And she still lets him hang out with people that, you know, she's like, maybe we could change him. We could help him. I'll tell you what, people love a monarchy. People are mm-hmm. in the UK are batshit crazy about the monarchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand it, but. You'd also, yeah. But people, people love a monarchy. You get the Italian vote. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like a very polarizing, but nonetheless worthy candidate. And let's not forget Agent 47 from Hitman as her vice president. That's her running mate. It's a great little side note, but we, you know, he can't. Yeah, yeah. He took a one-way plane. He's coming. He's coming, bro. He jumped in the portal. He's coming. If I, if I, like, hired Agent 47 to kill Lara Croft, who would like who would come out on top? Like, would Lara be able to survive the assassination attempt, or would Hitman get it done? I think Hitman would get it done. Yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. It's like the ultimate Hitman. No, that's yeah. good to know. It's good to know. Lara Croft is the ultimate person for like, you know, a plane crash. Yeah, hide and seek. <laughs> Find like hell. unreal. Find us out. Yeah, triangle tattoos. Yeah, PS One vision. <laughs> I thought we were going to get through the whole thing without mentioning triangle. How could we? I thought we were going to get bro, through the whole thing. How? I thought we were going to do it. We're not that mature. Well, okay, I got through the whole thing. <laughs> I just wanted, I want the record to show. I picked two women and I got through the whole thing without saying triangle titties. Fuck! <laughs> when we discussed this, I remember we were talking and you were hinting to a character and I went, you mean Lara Croft? And you were like, yeah, triangle titties. <laughs> so you're the it's guy. Off the record, I never said that. Yeah, he had to get it out before he got <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. 
Um, Our D. Okay, what my number one, Mr. House from Fallout New Vegas. A billionaire 30 <laughs> times over before he was 30. Genius level intellect to the point where he calculated the nuclear holocaust and saved Vegas from it. Oh, shit. He has the technology to extend his life to, he's like 261 when you see him in the game. So obviously he's got like technology that could extend people's life by a hundred year, 160 years. That would like greatly increase, I don't know. Obviously there's some life-saving technology in there. So even if you didn't want to extend everyone's life to like 200, you could still save people from like crazy diseases. He's also got like the, he's just one of the smartest people in his verse, but then also like just throughout games. Also, in the Fallout universe where it's pretty acceptable to do whatever, kill whoever, there's lots of slaves. He never forces people into any deals. He always offers you a deal, and if you don't want to take it, he doesn't make you work for him. He only hires people as, like, employees. He never does indentured servitude. So he's a fair guy. He's extremely smart. He's also extremely wealthy, so he can bankroll himself. I Never putting someone into indentured servitude isn't the same as being extremely fair. Like, none of us have put anyone into indentured servitude, you know? Yeah, well, we don't have the, the ability <laughs> no, not, to None of us three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I'm like, fuck, I wish I could do something. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> <Once it's slaves. laughs> I never. I mean, none of our candidates have been like, but I think who it's wants a, a I slave? think it's a little bit I different. He has, like, he could easily do it, but he doesn't. He, uh, he so he doesn't abuse his power. No, he, he only makes deals with people. When he's two, how old do you say? He's two hundred sixty-five. He's two hundred sixty-one. Two hundred sixty-one. Is he the old? Point that's a good the, year. Yeah, he's he's old as fuck. He's like, like wrinkled. He's like shit. in a chamber that's keeping him alive, oh and then his God. like his like. So he's kind of he's like half an AI. Right. He's so just like, like a brain, kind of. Kind of. Kind of like Mojo Jojo. No, Mojo Jojo is henchman. <laughs> so just like his body somewhere, <laughs> and then like he he interfaces through like computers and shit. Ah. Okay. okay. Right. I suppose I was going to be like, oh, he doesn't have like a, maybe like a physical form that he could go out on tour with. But then neither does Cortana and we never really said yeah. shit. So yeah. he could do probably some holograms. Yeah. I mean, he's a, would you say billionaire 30 times over for his 30? I'm sure he can afford like a few flashing lights with Zoom call here and there. It'll be all right. If you like, yeah, you could just do holograms and like who even cares about seeing a, president these days all you see is like them through video so who cares mm, yeah do you have any questions <laughs> it just cracks me up that Liam mentioned he's been playing this game for like the thousandth time and then he's <laughs> like oh yeah makes sense he'd pull the character from it yeah yeah I mean um, two, like two of Liam's candidates have like very real tangible like experience in like as leaders so uh, there's not much trying to think so it w what is he what's his position again what do you mean like like what is he leader of so he's like before the war he has like uh ties with the military he like helped uh, invent like lots of technology what they that they use and then he's just like a very successful businessman you know he's like jeff bezos of the world yeah and then the nuclear holocaust happens and he just he like is able to keep himself in like a small area intact and then yep. after that he's just like he's trying to rebuild the world and if you ask him what he's trying to do 
throughout the game. He's like, I'm literally trying to just rebuild the world and in like 50 years, I'll have us in space in a new colony. Is he have like, is he, is he, was he like mayor of New Vegas or what's his like? No, nah, so he was just like a, a powerful businessman oh, okay. and just, yeah. Okay. Oosh. I don't think uh, <coughs> anti-aging would be too useful because at the moment, like our aging population is meaning it's putting a higher tax burden on the younger people because you're getting older and like if he's 261 and he's wrinkly as fuck, that means that like he is still decrepit in terms of physical labor. So like if you have everyone can last longer, you now have like the physical workforce is required. Like there's a higher burden on those people because a lot of them will just go into their superannuation. So I don't think that the extending of the life is yeah, what's important. I, I think the technology yeah. that could make that you could available. could have like embryonic and stuff yeah, like could that. Yeah, like have like applications to just like, I don't know. The thing is, no one chooses to be old and wrinkly. So he probably can't do that because otherwise he wouldn't be 261 and looking like a scrotum. Like he wouldn't choose to be in a freeze, like cryogenic chamber, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whilst he maybe has figured out how to keep all his essential organs living, he still hasn't been able to figure out how to, or rather you can make the assumption he hasn't figured out how to make himself like a physical being eternally kind of thing, if you get what I mean. Like he can keep his brain going, but he can't still, he couldn't like roof his house, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's maybe the big pushback from me is like none of my candidates look like a scrotum. I could just Which is weird, I could just argue the fact that it's like prime him. What's super weird yeah, though yeah. is that like you make your scrotum look like Aku Aku. <laughs> you all that face paint on there shit's so weird. Putting on so much moisturizer, you, you're making you were, it small. you were loving it at the time, so Yeah, well, you know, indentured servitude. <laughs> look, all I'm saying is I got the best pick. Also, you I was might. I was you thinking might. thirty thirty Wait, what is that number even? Like thirty billion? It's not thirty billion dollars, right? It's a bill. No, it is. No, yeah, is a, billion it a billion to thirty the power times of thirty, or no, a billion no, a billion times 30. thirty times over by the time I was thirty. So thirty billion by thirty. Oh, right. so it's just a fancy way of saying that. Yeah, bro, I just rolled right. off the tongue, nice. Right, rolled off the tongue. Yeah, interesting. Just shook the what shit did, out of you what, boys. What did he do before that? He was just like a guy who had the military. Ties to the military and he was like a super wealthy businessman. Yeah, super wealthy businessman and just like he, for America in the game, he was like inventing like new technology because everyone's at war in the game before the Holocaust. What it's year did the Holocaust happen? Like how old is he roughly? Could you give me a time span? Like just an approximate. Uh, I think the war happens in like, I actually have no idea. I, I don't know, but he... Yeah, he's 261 in the game, so... If there's a plot point that he's 30 by 30, it stands to reason that maybe the war happened before he's 40, because otherwise that would be the thing that's noteworthy, right? So that means that for 230 years of his existence, all he's done is knowing about, like, nuclear fallout, like, literally the name of the game. And so all of his, like, whatever percent of his experience for life is all around, like that form of crisis management whereas you're picking him up and again you're talking about new like progressive rights he'd be fine with climate change and global warming but if you're talking about just like international conflict resolution uh foreign aid if you're talking about like domestic travel issues like anything like that local business he might be pretty good with but (laughs) kind of everything else he'd be quite limited in well so i guess i would just have him implement 
strategies and systems with people. He would just go like, yeah. okay, you're the best people for that. You handle yeah. that. If John can figure it out, I think that guy can. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, that's correct. Like he is in like this very specific situation, but his dream is to return the world to normal. Right. Mm. And he could completely abuse like his, um, you know, power in this new, like n- no rules kind of society right so instead he's just like no let's get back to where we were so i think he's passionate about it and i think he would in that situation back in the normal world be all for it and like prepared so i guess without knowing your your pick currently the way i think about it is princess peach has utopia and he is trying to get to utopia and it's whether you believe in the potential that he has to deliver on that promise versus she has a verifiable CV of Mushroom Kingdom is perfect. I think if you were to do that, you'd probably want to switch those two characters in those games and see how each of them would do and then come back to us and be like, okay, who's the better one? Because mm. I want Pre- Princess Peach trying to like stop people from just killing each Being other. Being mean to each other. Eating each other, bro. They're just cannibals and yeah. stuff. Ugh. What is this, a crossover episode? <laughs> OD, number one. OD, number one. OD, number one. Candidate, uh, yeah, I got Nathan Drake. Aye. Um, I think, yeah, I think you fumbled the bag a little bit on that one. Um, I think you wanted a female candidate, and that's and like she's dope. You talk about your pick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. So the thing he's the the reason I'd put him over Lara Croft is pretty much all the points you said, except he doesn't come from like a privileged place like he was in an orphanage with his brother like he's been through some real shit like he's had to steal to survive and things like that so he has like very real experience um in kind of like the hardship and the lower kind of um you know socioeconomic um classes of society and i think having that like relatability like, the game designers put him in jeans just so he'd be more relatable. So there is a big, like, character, um, like, part of his character is being relatable to, like... People who wear denim. Yeah, being the everyman. <laughs> um, so in terms of, like, a political campaign, I think he would be very, very strong at getting votes. I think I've, like, fully, fully pushed all my eggs into that basket of getting him elected... Um, rather than whether he is going to be the ultimate, uh, like d- potentially do the best job, I'm hoping he just wins the campaign. <laughs> He's extremely charismatic, right? Like that's very, kind of very charismatic. Like one-liners. And quite a lot he has like, yeah, he has something to say about anything. He also like very well-traveled, much like Lara Croft, been all across the world, um, knows a bunch of languages, so like uh, like has his thumbs in a lot of um, cultural bars. <laughs> the only place for them um so yeah he, like he, everything that you said for lara cloth R- lara croft sorry um just like a little this is slightly coming from a perspective isn't he a thief murderer and and also uh you can't say he steals stuff which makes him relatable it only makes him relatable to people who steal stuff he, he people who don't like people who steal stuff are not going to vote for the guy who goes, well, I steal stuff, so you're going to like me. Also, check out my new jeans. <laughs> like, like stealing a Mars bar. And a yeah, he was stealing exactly. That's, uh, that's who he's going for. He was, ste- he was stealing as an orphan to survive. Like, but that's isn't, what I his, isn't his thing like he's a thief? Like That is the whole purpose of the games, isn't it? It's not like he's protecting them, isn't it? 
He's like an anti-hero. Nah, I think he's going up against like kind of like fascist military organizations and okay. stuff like that. Like he's kind of like an Indiana Jones. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was just pretty much parallel to Lara Croft. Like Lara Croft is trying to get there before the bad guys. She's. I believe he's like he's like there's mysteries surrounding a place, and he wants to like find out what's happening, and then he's just like fighting ancient armies and shit like that. He would very quickly be like, yeah, like you say, you're trying to get him elected, but he would very quickly, when elected, shoot off. And if you're worried about Princess Peach getting kidnapped, like that guy's going to be like, what's that weird little bush down there? I'm going to hang out there for six months, and I hope I find something shiny. He would be like... He's a magpie. He'd be the ultimate explorer, except this time he'd have like all these resources to just like do all these explorations so much faster. Yeah, but you don't want Magellan. You don't want like fucking... You know, you don't want Christopher Columbus to be the leader of the world. You don't want this guy who's going to be like, I'm going to find everything. And we're like, newsflash, buddy. Like, we've got Google Maps. We know everything. We've seen everything. We don't care what the fuck is in there. Like, still a little bit of stuff here and there. <laughs> oh, right. So that's what he's going to go on. Like, guys, yeah, I steal, ocean. I wear jeans, and there's still a little bit of stuff here and there. That's my platform. And anything you say that's cheeky, I've got a one-liner for it. That's it. He's all, he's all flash, no substance. Yeah, he'll, he'll have the majority vote, I think. I just like, want to say, my guy's... He's tried and tested. Liam's guy has like, like extreme experience in at least like a pro much, much like Professor Oak and a shaman. <laughs> All three of yours are like approximately wise guys that people and your your guys have got cult leaders. That's who your three are. They're all cult leaders. You got the Brian Tamaki picks. All three of them. So you might get the vote. And you have like a fierce I following, I but don't I don't think, think so. they're majority. Listen, you I, got a guy who's a shaman. You called him a shaman. <laughs> And you got a guy who sends off little children to go collect pokeballs for him. That's those are cults. Uh, that's one of them's a professor. The other one's a mask. Um, <laughs> we could like repackage any of these picks if you wanted to. Yeah. Also, I didn't come in here saying I was going to win this one. <laughs> I actually think I said I was going to get slammed down. So did I, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I stopped very much like you stopped quickly. I stopped quickly when I just saw he was a thief and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure like... But you were like, Lara Croft isn't? No, and that's why I had her at three. I was like, you know, there's pretty problematic shit around her being like a colonizer. But is Nathan Drake American as well? Yeah. Yeah, so he, he can't get away with it where she's British. She was like, it's in me bones. <laughs> uh, well, let's welcome in our... Yeah, Angelina um, Finest out too, so... Oh, yeah, the movies... Let's welcome in Steen, our producer, who certainly isn't built like an elephant, um, and let's hear what he has to say. Thanks, guys. <coughs> uh, thanks for welcoming me on the show, uh, even though I run the show with you guys. <laughs> Love uh, to have you in. Yep, not built like an elephant, but thanks. Good to have you. How about that, driver? Uh, <laughs> mates and takes mega fan Steen. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> right, so um, I've broken it down a little bit different this time. So I've gone ahead and I've actually given uh, each tier winner for each tier this time oh, okay that's cool okay um, so like there are they're, they're called like pity wins for you know <laughs> third and second like, you know pity wins uh, first tier is the big one so we'll start with uh top three i'm just gonna go off the bat and give it to lara croft uh even though she does steal everything and is a straight up colonizer uh i mean she's she's got the best interest apparently and uh stephen armstrong i read his occupation on the wikipedia it's uh population control <laughs> <laughs> oh no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> I was a genocidal maniac <laughs> uh, and professor oak uh unfortunately i was running short on time um but yeah when you take out Pokemon, um wait what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what? wait hang on <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to lose i just don't want it to be based on time <laughs> 
The pity wins is that he wants pity for him running out of time. I'm not going last next time. Look, right, take out Pokemon, right? Humans. Yeah. Useless. Yeah. That's fair. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's only a first place there if that makes you feel any better. The other two are there's there's now. Yeah, we're disqualified. Uh, right. Uh, for your second picks, which is tier two, essentially, I'll call it. Um, we've got Master Chief, Katana, and uh, Aku Aku. Now, this is a bit of a tough one, uh, but I've given it to Aku Aku just because he is invincible. And I have written down here is a side fact that I had to take into account. If he keeps winning elections and he keeps going and winning, how many times do you think it'll take him of winning these elections before he changes his mind? He's like. Yeah. Hey, man, I want to run this differently. What if I just start killing off people? Yeah. I guess he's only got to win it once, though, right? Like, that was the kind of the... Uh, yeah, this this Brazilian shaman. <laughs> yeah. This Good for him. We, we flirt around with, like, prolonged lifespans in this with a few characters. So, mm. yeah, I'm sure there's some pretty fishy shit that could happen even yeah. after, like, 20 years. Mm. Uh, I mean, I did write uh, Cortana would kill herself for Master Chief, uh, as it is written down that she does sacrifice herself for... A Nuclear explosion yeah. to protect Master Chief. And he's cut about it or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, yeah. bro. That's like basically his missus. And Straight up. Coming up to the tier ones, uh, top tier here. Uh, I've actually gone ahead and written down some things. Uh, so just as a quick uh, putting it out there, who do you think people would vote for? The person who grows shrooms? The person who's <laughs> going to extend your popular uh, extend your life, sorry? And then person who just likes stealing treasures? Who grows shrooms? Well, I mean, she looks after shrooms. She doesn't grow them. Can I change <laughs> mine to guy that wears jeans <laughs> on the yeah. on the billboard? Yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are pretty poorly packaged taglines. <laughs> <laughs> when those were <laughs> seeing that I only got like sixteen minutes roughly to get them through. <laughs> <laughs> Cut me some slack here. All right. Um. So uh, unfortunately, last place is going to go to Mr. House. Uh, I don't believe that population um, extending it is great. That was a point making earlier you guys made. Uh, second place is going to go to Nathan Drake. I did look up. Uh, he is morally correct. Uh, ah. He does have one slight flaw. Anything he does and he kills people in the process, he'll write it off as, oh, it's morally correct. I was just trying to get some treasure. Uh, so he's like, he believes he's yeah. all good. And I mean, um, I've also done a quick fact check. Uh, Princess Peach being a woman, uh, and currently there is 102 men to 100 women in the world. I think she would just win based off men population votes at this point. Just like Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump? Roughly, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd like to be clear nobody should vote for someone <laughs> just because they identify as the same sex or gender yeah. as them. I was about you to should say vote that. for them on their merit and their skill. But no, uh, Princess Peach um, actually is pretty humble. And she's all about love, technically, and that's yep. that's her super. The hearts and shit, eh? Yeah. So she's her actual goal is to get people's uh, hearts, yeah, and um, <gasps> steal them. Yeah, and then give them to that guy <laughs> for research. Hoarding hearts, and <laughs> Nathan Drake's like, I gotta stop her. <laughs> There's one golden heart in the Incan temple. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Hold on, Cameron. Oh, yes. Sorry, hold on, Cam. Cameron, how good? We call you Cameron when you win. <laughs> 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 that's what my dad says. He always calls me Cam. <laughs> now are uh, you gonna go play like a whole bunch of Super Mario for weeks on end? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh well, that was brilliant. Um, 
I love that tier list. Um, and so it's like, are the lower tiers just to kind of evaluate, but then you will always go kind of decision-making time from that top tier? Yeah, I did I did um, think about using the lower tiers to evaluate like, hey, maybe tier one's worth like one point, tier two's worth two, and then like you could say top tier's worth three and, you know, you could like flip it around, but then I was like, no, nah, that's too complicated. Mm. Mm. It's probably, I know it's like, it could be annoying, but that's like maybe worth doing in the future. Yeah. Only because then I would say, why are we doing three? Yeah. Otherwise, we would just come correct with our one. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but that is short this is assuming that this guy has enough time. This has is enough time. Definitely, <laughs> whose line is it anyway? Where points don't, don't matter, matter anyway. Yeah, and this whole thing is just. <laughs> yeah, you say that. I'm gonna go home and take off my balance and start whipping my bag. Throw your jeans in the bed. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. never wearing these again. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, you go aku aku. Uh, Cam came off with uh, Lara Croft and Princess Peach. And unfortunately... Yeah, <laughs> yeah what were you saying there, Steve? Unfortunately, William was, yeah, was robbed. Roughly. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Brilliant, brilliant week. Uh, brilliant episode. Thanks for tuning in. Um, as always, if you have uh, any inspiration, any ideas for um, an episode, just reach out. Uh, you can message us on Instagram. I think our email address is floating around somewhere out there, which I just, as I say, have realized I've never checked once. So uh, if you have emailed, well, maybe we'll do your thing this week. <laughs> Next week. Shout out Georgia Tong, debuted for the Silver Ferns, oh. flatmate, absolute legend. Good work. Very proud of you. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, until bye. next time. G bye. Love wins. I love you guys. I'm in love with you guys. <laughs> He's growing. I said that weeks ago and he went, all right, see ya. That's that's what the mustache does. (laughs)